0: Welcome to the podcast, The Winning Combo, your home for wisdom on marketing and sales success. Featuring your host, Keith Washoe from Research Triangle Park, North Carolina, and Vijay Damo Japrapu from Silicon Valley, California. From coast to coast, let the wisdom begin so you can become a winner. Here are your hosts, Keith and Vijay. Welcome to the Winning Combo Sales and Marketing Success Podcast. I'm your host, Keith Washoe, alongside co-host, Vijay Dhamit Jabrappu from Silicon Valley. Vijay, how are you doing today? You ready to rock?
1: I'm doing phenomenal, Keith, and thank you, and a big hello to all our listeners. It is showtime. So we're going to start
0: off, Vijay. Why don't you kick it off with sharing a little bit about what this show is for so everyone knows who's listening, what it's going to
1: do for them. Absolutely. So again, your host, Vijay Dhammoji and Keith and I are excited to bring this podcast, which is squarely focused on creating the winning combo between marketing and sales. And here's why it matters. So if you study successful companies, be it a startup or a large enterprise, One common pattern is that their marketing and sales leaders operate as strong partners. Both Keith and I are excited to share learnings and insight to help you create that winning combo.
0: Yes, as I like to say, it's all about imagine a bird flying high, two wings of a bird, both the left wing of sales and the right wing of marketing, flapping together to fly high to success. And that's the goal of this podcast, is to give you this wisdom to help you succeed with your sales and marketing. BJ, are you ready? Let's go. Great. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Today we're going to cover three awesome topics to help you learn, to help you be entertained, and most importantly, gain some practical advice to improve your sales and marketing career. And if you put all this feedback that we're going to share with you into practice, into your life, you will be a winner in sales and marketing. So in today's show, we're going to feature what we call three power segments. Number one, a relevant marketing joke or sales joke to help give you a quick laugh and a good insight for your career. Number two, a top marketing sales power quote to help you remember a key wisdom quickly and then apply it to your work and then thirdly we'll share a personal story on our marketing or sales success or failure so you can learn from our mistakes or our winnings to apply to your business and lastly we'll close with one key marketing or sales best practice for you to take away and to remember to apply to your professional life for your best success what do you think VJ is that covered are you ready to go sounds
1: good so Keith why don't you start us off with something really funny
0: Alright, putting the pressure out there. This is a a great joke for anyone who does sales and marketing and it combines them both. It's called the unbreakable comb. It's joke time. So here's the story. A sales rep is standing outside a department store at Macy's and he's demonstrating the unbreakable comb. And this comb, yes, it's unbreakable. And so this young salesperson to get the crowd excited that's gathering around his demonstration is bending the comb and putting it through all these stresses and saying, come see the unbreakable comb, the best comb on the market. And The crowd is gathering around and to to win over even the skeptics in the back, he says, now watch me show the stress on this comb. And the salesperson bends the comb completely in half and snap, the comb breaks. And without missing a beat, the salesperson holds up both ends of the comb and says, and this, ladies and gentlemen, is what the unbreakable comb looks like on the inside. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> That's awesome, kid. That was funny. That was awesome.
0: Good Thank stuff. you. Thank you. And so what is the moral of the story? The moral of the story from a marketing perspective is, hey, you. when you get handed lemons, make lemonade, you always got to put on a rosy and positive picture on it. Number two, from a sales perspective, Always be closing ABC. Never give up. Do your best. And as they say in the sales world, sometimes you have to put lipstick on a pig and try to make it shine and uh, to always remember to just do your best. But ultimately, the bottom line story is no matter how good your marketing and sales is. It doesn't matter if you have a bad product. So make sure your product works. If it's an unbreakable comb, make it an unbreakable comb. So that's my joke. Hope you had a fun little laugh and learned a little lesson there. Vijay, I'm going to turn it to you. What kind of joke do you have? All
1: right, Keith. So this one really uh, is very close to me. And it actually sticks uh, in the sense that, so here's how it goes, right? A sales manager was addressing an underperforming sales team. And it's the beginning of the month, so any sales guy out there, they'll, you can really relate to the tension and the pressure, as well as the excitement as to what the coming month holds. And so all the sales teams, young and experienced, are all excited, anticipating, and eagerly looking forward to what the sales leader has to say. And here's what the sales leader says. Guys, it's the beginning of the month, and we are going to have a sales contest this month. and. Here is the real kicker. The winner will get to enter the next month's contest. <laughs> <laughs> I like that
0: one. Oh, I can't wait to hear the moral of the story on this yeah, one.
1: Yeah. So so here's the thing, right? I mean, sales, uh, especially if you want to really motivate uh, your sales team, the way to get them excited is to have that really fine balance between, hey, guys, you need to meet your forecast and targets but at the same time, we got your backs covered. It's that fine line, right? Yes. And this joke and the story, it was more around getting and putting the pressure on sales. But what was uh, untold over here in the back end is that the sales manager was always looking and uh, covering up for the sales
0: team. Yeah, I like that. I like that. It kind of reminds me of in sales success when management that you know, it's a fine line between uh, positive encouragement and then there's a little fear out there like man we better do our jobs or our, our we're in the hot seat here so it's kind of finding that balance of positive encouragement and uh that w- not to say there's a fear tactic there but everyone's always worried about missing their numbers and their ramifications so that's a funny story that kind of covers that anything else you want to add there i think
1: that's uh that that's that was a wonderful joke yeah thats uh, it's over to you keith
0: I love it. I love it. So moving on to the next part of this podcast, that we promised you. We started off with the joke to get you going. The next part is called the power quote. And this is a quote that will help give you a lot of wisdom in a very short sentence. And here to start us off, VJ, why don't you share one of your favorite quotes? Yeah,
1: the one that really sticks to me and, and any top performing marketing person or even a sales leader and a sales person would relate to this. The quote goes something like this. The depth of conviction counts a lot more than the height of logic, right? And to put it in different words, and the way or the form this quote takes is enthusiasm matters a lot more than the knowledge.
0: Ooh, that is deep stuff. I love it. What I love about this as a sales professional myself and marketing expert is the aspect that it's about the word conviction. And enthusiasm which results in the word passion and the reason why I think this is such a great quote VJ is because as we've learned in our careers that people uh, while you're working with buyers or working with marketing team they go off the believability of you and your ability to be believable comes down to your conviction your enthusiasm and ultimately your passion for what you're selling or marketing so this really covers that well what, what say you
1: what are your yeah, thoughts that's exactly the thing right so a lot of times uh, Uh, what i've experienced and seen sales uh, and in sales teams and even marketing teams keith is that it's typically the top performers tell the story with conviction and belief it's not about the product uh, the speeds or frills or the features of the product it's more about telling that story and telling it with passion and enthusiasm so that's what keeps them going and that's the pattern of a
0: VJ, I love that. It reminds me of this famous quote on marketing to understand the difference between features and benefits, and that is features tell, benefits sell. So features, they'll tell about what this spec is, the speeds and feeds, but the benefits sell on what this means to you and why you have to have this and why it'll make a difference in your life. So good point.
1: All right. Anything else you want to share on that I think, part? Uh, I think you have another code to share, right, Keith? Let's go with that. All
0: right, podcast listeners from around the world, here is quote number two, the power quote. This one goes to the marketing people out there. Have you ever had Kentucky Fried Chicken? Have you ever seen the Colonel Sanders? Well, this quote, in my opinion, really gives a huge symbolic gesture of what marketing is all about. And it goes like this. It says that marketing is the difference between greasy dead bird and finger-licking good. And that is is what Kentucky Fried Chicken has sold millions of buckets of fried chicken with that slogan of finger-licking good. But if you think about it, at the end of the day, what's in that bucket? Greasy, dead bird. But no, finger-licking good because of marketing's power for perception, to influence perception. Because marketing isn't about, at the end of the day, about Selling the sizzle or making your object as shiny as it possibly can.
1: That's an awesome quote, Keith. So, yeah, I mean, it reminds me and actually makes me hungry. It's actually lunchtime for me here in the (laughs) Bay Area, right? So, but but what you say is spot on. I mean, however great your product is, at the same time, you want to ensure that you you really tell that powerful story and present the product in a way that's appetizing. In this scenario, it's the Kentucky Fried Chicken, right? So awesome story.
0: Thank you. Yeah. And so never underestimate the power of marketing, hence why Nike became number one from just do it slogans and owning that phrase. That is the power of marketing. And to think of of marketing with a two P's, you have the power of there's persuasion. And then really remember the word is about owning the positioning. And that is from the other P of owning the perception of your product. Great. Anything else you want to add, Vijay, or should we move on to round number Let's three? Let's move on to round
1: number three, Keith.
0: All right. We're moving on now to the third part of our podcast to make sure this is fun, educational, and entertaining. And this is The Power Story, a true story that we experienced that will help pass on a learning lesson to you. So I'm going to turn it over to VJ. VJ, in all your wonderful years of Silicon Valley uh, experience, Do you have a good story to share that can pass on a good Yeah, I
1: sure do. So uh, it uh, takes me back to my time uh, in my really early days when I was a product marketer at Microsoft, and I was uh, given the assignment to create a brand new pitch deck for the product line that I was responsible for. Since it was my initial days and early days in my uh, product marketing career, I made the rookie mistake. And here is what really happened. For me, when I envisioned pitch deck back then, it was all about just putting together a bunch of slides. And for me, I just went about hunting down the right slides and then copy pasting and then really ordering the slides and making sure that everything falls in sequence. And the, so for me, for, uh, for me to really test if that slide deck that I put together really resonated, I actually met my sales person for the product. Uh, let's uh, name him as Lee Walters. So I go, hey, Lee, you know what? I'm super excited. I created a brand new pitch deck for you. And this is something that you can use with your customers on day one. right?". And I'm going in all excited and then walk him through the pitch. And about 10 minutes in, he just cuts me off. So this is what Lee says. Vijay. Can I, can I interrupt and pause you for a second over here? Are you really serious that you're giving me this pitch deck and you expect me to win deals based on this pitch deck? And for me, with all the effort that I put in, I just step back and I'm taken aback, right? And I ask him, all right, Lee, so <laughs> what happened? I was all excited and, and I thought that we had a really good pitch deck, but then you just kill all my enthusiasm over there. And then Lee says, the first thing you need to do is, yes, you've created a series of slides. And it's a series of deck and slides and animation with all the icons, all the bullets and graphics and everything. That's all nice. But are you really connecting with the customer? Are you really envisioning if this resonates with the customer or not when they listen to the story? Right. So that was a big aha and insight. As a product marketer or even as a salesperson, it's not about just putting together pitch deck or any collateral for that matter. It's all about starting with understanding the customer, the understanding the person, understanding the person whom you're going to connect with, understanding their job day in and day out and their struggles, and then painting that story. Right? It's not about the collateral, but it's more about conveying that feeling and emotion that you have understood the prospect and the customer, the person on the other end, and saying that story. So that was my big aha. And that was the big experience and an eye-opening lesson for me, Keith. And that's what got me really excited into product marketing and marketing going forward.
0: Wow, what a beautiful story. Number one, very humbling and very honest and sincere and authentic, very real. And I think the power of that story shows a couple of things. Number one is the beauty That can exist between marketing and sales teams for salespeople to help point out epiphanies and insights for the marketing team to learn from and to understand and how sales can make marketing stronger. And then the marketing can do the same thing on different things when it comes to the sales team. Um, making sure they understand the difference between a feature and a benefit and understanding the, the product. Uh, so that's a great story, BJ. It helped you learn a lot, which is one of the sales techniques and of best practice, which is let's start with the customer. What does the customer care about? What's important to them? And how do we present what we have that matches and is in alignment with what matters to the customer? So everything we say and show on this deck is resonating with a hot button or an important thing to this customer. Beautiful story. Is there anything else that you wanted to add on that as a takeaway for people? No, I I think that's the
1: main thing, right? The big takeaway is have the person in mind versus just putting together a slide deck just because you need to give a collateral to your salesperson. Love it. Love it. Thank you for sharing that. All right. How about you, Keith? So why don't you share your story? So my story
0: actually dovetails on what you said about the importance of understanding your prospect or your customer that you're selling to. So I have a sales story for everyone out there. hope you enjoy this in the audience. This is a true story that took place when I was at Creative Labs, which is a digital entertainment music tech company based out of Silicon Valley. And I was product marketing a new, the world's first music keyboard and a PC keyboard all combined in one product. So imagine a full QWERTY keyboard that you can type on your computer and then underneath your palm rest, you can remove the palm rest and there were 37 music keys. And this allowed you to play, create and learn music all on the computer. An amazing product. We won Best of CES Show. Super excited to get this into retail. And so the story is because we decided we needed to go and demonstrate this product because when people saw it, they fell in love with it at the trade show. They would buy them right then and there. And we said TV is the way to go. TV shopping, and we need to go to HSN, QBC. So we worked hard and we got to the QBC buyers. And my story is about what it took to win business with this product at QBC. So imagine a few months or so of cold calling and trying to find the buyer and the marketing team working with sales to get to the buyer and then the sales team to find the buyer and then book that meeting. And then number two, the stage of going out to, to Pennsylvania to present the product keys now to the QVC buyer and getting to that meeting. And what I learned was very special in that meeting. And this goes on to your story, BJ, of being able to understand what the buyer cares about. So I went in there with the product keys as a marketing person with my sales um, management co co worker So we're working now hand in hand. We're two wings of that dove, marketing and sales working together. Uh, And I did the presentation on the product keys. And the key to winning that business, number one, was demoing the product key so she can see the buyer, how easy it was to learn and play and create music on the computer. We had the speaker systems there. I had the product keys there. I was jamming out music, playing bass, playing Mozart. She was amazed at what you can do on this product. And then I think the most important part was turning on my sales hat and saying, now, Mrs. QBC buyer, we'll call her Linda, and this is why the product keys will help you sell a lot of units on QBC for your customer. Number one, QBC stands for quality, value, and convenience. Number one, quality. This product, the product keys, is super high-quality keyboard and music keyboard, and you get a full warranty, guaranteed to work, guaranteed to last, and it's the best-rated material for PC keyboards and music keyboards all in one design. Number two is the value. This product gives you both a PC keyboard that could cost arguably $50 to $75 and a music keyboard that, if you want the Guitar Center, would cost you hundreds of dollars. And it gives you both this product in one piece for only $99. Total amazing value. And lastly, convenience for QBC The C. The PradaKey gives you the most convenient way to play and create music right on your PC. From one minute from working on your QWERTY keyboard to the next minute of opening your palm rest and pressing the play button, you're instantly jamming out music on your computer. How convenient is that? The Keys was designed for QVC. And because of that kind of pitch, in which I summarized, the meeting was longer, we had the result of going on QVC, winning the business, selling 8,000 units in eight minutes on the first show, and it became a million-dollar business for Creative Labs. A great story of really understanding what the customer cares about and then delivering the pitch. Really perfect timing with your story, BJ, because it really is in alignment with that. What say you? What do you think?
1: Awesome. Good story, Keith. Yeah, so a couple of things that really stood out for me, I'm sure the audience will take away as well, is connecting and having the buyer in mind and their problems. So when you talked about the combination, the co- the keyboard combination, having both the quality as well as the music keys, that is awesome. And and just targeting that uh, audience and the customers, right? So that was a big takeaway as well. Yep, spot on. So know your buyer give a solid demo, and then wear the sales hat on. And and thank you, BJ. And I think
0: I'll dovetail in conclusion here back to what's amazing timing is your quote, your quote about conviction and enthusiasm and how that counts. Because in that sales pitch, as a marketer, I was doing the selling and I was so passionate. I was so enthusiastic and I had such conviction that the product keys was the perfect product for them. And so I won over the two things you need in sales—both to win over the logic of why this makes sense for QBC, and then to win over the heart of why this is beautiful and, and make you love this product because of what it can do for you. So, thank you for that. I, it's really interesting how it ties even back to
1: your quote. Any other final thoughts? I think that that's—you uh, just covered, it, Keith. It's it's a combination of all of those.
0: Great. So now we're moving on to the closing part of our podcast. This has been an amazing show. We've moved through so much from the joke, the quote, the stories. This is the closing takeaway. So BJ, any sharing closing wisdom, the takeaway or best practice you want to be with the audience for this podcast?
1: Yeah. So I'll keep coming back. It, I mean, uh, I know uh, some of you might just get irritated or frustrated when I keep saying this point over and over, but I think it's really really important for both marketing and sales to have that empathy factor right really connecting with your audience and when I say audience it's just not about the customer so for example, if you are in marketing, have empathy for your sales counterpart and vice versa right if you're in sales, have empathy for your marketing counterpart and understand make them and convey that or portray the story. So it's, it's, again, coming back to that winning combo, the whole theme of this podcast, and it boils down to having empathy and starting with that.
0: I love that, VJ. the word empathy. And I like how you took it from the framework of both empathy for your customers to outside the organization and then the empathy internally. And the way I look at that too is how marketing and sales need to work together. We talked about two wings of a bird flying high to success with both sales and marketing flapping, but also think of it as family. Your marketing team, is your family and your sales team is your family and if you're in marketing then that means your sister is in sales and if you're in sales that means your brother is in marketing so always uh, teaming up and having empathy is the best way to connect to put the other person first and foremost to understand them and to know that you're one team and the team is team revenue
1: all right i think yeah you nailed it so any closing thoughts from you keith <laughs> I think I'll close
0: with one best practice for sales, and I thought this was interesting because it does a a different twist than what we normally think of in sales success. So everyone knows that one of the best uh, practices for sales is to have the likability effect, which simply means you need to have the customer ideally like you and the company to feel good about buying your product because they trust you. But research has shown an interesting twist in that, yes, liking is one of the famous principles of influence if you want to influence someone, you got to get them to like you. Uh, But the key is they've done through research is that actually the buyers want to know that you really like them, that you genuinely care about them and like them. And the reason why is they'll then believe that because you care about me and actually like me sincerely, you'll want what's in my best interest and you won't sell me anything that wouldn't be good for me. So remember this in your sales world, or even in your marketing, as you're working with teammates. Yes, you want to be likable, but sincerely and authentically, you want to show others you genuinely care and like them, and that's how you be successful in that realm. Any thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, that's wonderful, Keith. And yeah, I think uh, even though I've been harping and pushing this point of having empathy, I think it boils down and starts with having that sincere and genuine interest in knowing that person, right? And I, that's what comes across in what you have to share. So empathy, yes, that's key, but it starts with having that sincere and genuine interest.
0: All right, so that was a great show. We covered the power joke, the cool, fun quote, the personal story, and the closing takeaway. Thanks for listening to this podcast, The Winning Combo. We hope you enjoyed it and that it's helpful to you and your career.
1: So stay tuned for the next show and follow The Winning Combo on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. Till next time, keep learning and keep winning.
0: Thanks for listening to the podcast, The Winning Combo, your home for wisdom on marketing and sales success. Featuring your host, Keith Washoe from Research Triangle Park, North Carolina, and Vijay Damo-Japrabhu from Silicon Valley, California. Stay tuned for the next show and follow The Winning Combo on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook for free content and the latest podcast episodes to help you be a winner.